The Nine Most Terrifying episode is brought to you by Bunshole. At Bunshole, we know that protesting and rioting can be risky to your hair. Hell, we know that the coffee grinder at your job at the coffee shop has risks. So we designed our new polycarbon material man buns hair clip to secure your unwashed mane. So when you need to keep your man bun held high and safe, choose Bunshole. Act now and buy two Bunshole polycarbonate clips and get your third free. Hey, today is September 9th, and this is the nine most terrifying headlines of the week. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey, this is Keith Michaels, and with me today are Russ Brown and Bennett McCoy. How you guys doing? Hey, everybody. How you guys doing on this Friday? Howdy. What you guys been up to? Man, I've just been working my ass off all week, just trying to get some jobs done and uh, trying to keep things going and just ready for the weekend, man. Yeah, how was last weekend? Did you do anything fun? Uh, Yeah, well, uh, I drank a lot of beer. Oh, shocking. Watched the, well, Nebraska was playing. And, yeah. of course, they were playing against North Dakota, a FCS school. And, yeah, the first half, yeah, I probably went through a 12-pack pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. But well, then we got to hang out at the wins and finish the Wyoming game. We did. Which and, was great. And Wyoming won. I can't believe they and did. And overtime. What, double overtime? Double overtime against yeah. Tulsa. Yeah, I'm not saying Wyoming's a great team, but that win was big for yeah. them. They're, they're not. They got a lot to learn. They're young. Yeah. And so hopefully they, they get better. Uh, they play Northern Colorado this weekend. Uh, wife and I are going to go to that game. Yeah, cool. And also another thing that was great is on Sunday, Southern Fried picked up a new travel rig, man. Oh, God. Big old rig. I'm so glad I don't Tour have to bus. drive that thing. Oh my well, God. no, we're going to hire you as the driver, man. That's not happening. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna drive a 40-foot tour bus. With a 17-foot trailer behind it, man. This is not happening. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm uh, going to stay home. And all and... we're going to do is listen to, oh, my God, we're going to die. We're going to die. <laughs> I, I think I would rather pick up <laughs> dog shit than drive that thing. I'm not joking. That thing is so damn scary. <laughs> Bennett, what would you do? <laughs> Nothing much. Uh, enjoying the four-day work week coming off the holiday and and uh, just making my way through the week and being a nerd with this Mid-journey AI art, AI art program and just being a geek with that. <laughs> hey, we're all geeks in our own in our own way, right? Oh yeah. Hey, before we get started, I want to give a heads up to all our listeners that the most recent nine most terrifying episode, Operation Mockingbird, dropped this week on Tuesday. Make sure you give it a listen. Yes, I know it's supposed to be on Monday. I did it Tuesday. I'm busy. I don't care. And also, all our previous episodes, give that a listen. And make sure you give us a five-star rating. The more, the better, they say. I don't know. I don't know why, but hey, I like to see a five-star. It's always good. It's good. It's good. And if you give us a one-star, well, fuck you. Fuck you. Stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that must be, those, those might be listeners that uh, 
watch uh, Joy Bear on 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 the View. Well, it's, those idiots, or it's people that are looking for horror type of uh, stories. Yeah, um, you know, podcasts. We we are not that though. The government is a horror story. So. Oh yes, it is. We know things will get bad when Jennifer Lawrence starts having a nightmare about our podcast. Oh my God! <laughs> or we'll get popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the yeah. two. <laughs> Hey, so we're also going to do something a little different uh, this week with the headlines. Uh, We have more than nine headlines this week. I just couldn't narrow it down to uh, nine. We have like 15 or 20. I don't know. We'll try to get through them as fast as we can. But I thought it would be better if we just grouped them into certain issues. So this week, we're going to talk about uh, three different issues. Green energy, Trump MAGA Mar-a-Lago saga, and of course, Biden's border debacle. Debacle, debacle. Sorry, debacle, debacle, debacle. All right, let's come get on, s- get it together, oh, man. I even haven't had that much beer yet. So, anyway, let's get started. Green energy. So we talked about this last week. Uh, California, when they put in their flex alert, well, guess what? They've extended it again. Um, this one was, I think, on Monday or Tuesday. I've even heard that they're extending this this flex alert to reduce energy consumption even this weekend and they want people not to charge their uh, electric vehicles from 4 to 9 p.m. California officials have extended a flex alert in the midst of it in the midst of an energy shortage advising residents to conserve electricity between 4 and 9 p.m. Sunday and to avoid using major appliances and charging electric vehicles this is a joke the California is supposed to be some shining lights about environmentalism and energy consumption and all this, but they can't even do shit. So progressive. (laughs) Well, I just love that they just want to go all electric vehicles in 12 years, 13 years, eh, 12 and a half. 11. Isn't it 33? 35. In 2035, they want to go all electric vehicles, but they can't sustain you running your appliances in your house. How? Or charging your cars. <laughs> 1.3 million cars. They can't do that, but yet they expect 30 million cars to be charged. So I, I know I haven't mentioned this in the past. I, I think I might have told you guys privately. but So my understanding, if you were to charge two electric vehicles at those big charging stations that charge like in 15, 20 mm-hmm. minutes, just two at a time, it would be enough energy to uh, for all the buildings here at the Wyoming Department of Transportation. Yes. All of them. All the buildings that have all electricity. If you can find them. <laughs> but, but you see what I'm saying? The, the electricity and the energy that is consumed to, to have to charge these is astronomical. They'll never meet the standard. We'll never have enough energy produced if everyone's having to charge all these batteries. Um, and I was just seeing today, and I didn't get this into the article. Uh, someone sent me an article that uh, even the... The um, Bitcoin and people mining for Bitcoin, the energy that is consumed from just the Bitcoin miners would be enough for all the computers in all the households across America. That's how much they're consuming. Well, it's not surprising because the people that are uh, mining Bitcoin, I mean, they have hundreds and hundreds of servers just mining that stuff. And it takes a lot of energy. Uh, You know, I looked into it. You know, because I started looking at all the uh, cryptocurrency and stuff and how, how, how you could mine it. Shit, if I only had two servers, 
my energy bill would more than quadruple. Really? Yes. Wow. That's crazy. We're, we're, it's, this is not going to work out. And I, I see Biden wants to go after the Bitcoin or cryptocurrency miners, you know, trying to get that stopped. But look, there's always going to be something else. Why can you pick and choose what gets to use energy consumption and what doesn't? Buy an electric vehicle powered right. by hope. <laughs> Rainbow farts. <laughs> Okay, Amazon, this one's funny, temporarily shut down their solar rooftops at all U.S. facilities due to fires. This was in Fox Business. A string of recent fires at Amazon fulfillment centers and other facilities forced the e-commerce giant to temporarily shut down rooftop solar panels that were blamed for the costly blazes. This is great. The rate of dangerous incidents is unacceptable and above industry averages. You think? I don't know. What is the average now? Apparently, you have to, you're burning down your buildings with your stupid solar panels. You got exploding cars. You got exploding panels. <laughs> Great. Hey, kids, if you want to be a fireman, now's your opportunity. Yep. <laughs> They're going to be looking for firefighters. I, something. Um, this one's really funny, too. OPEC uh, makes small trim to world oil supplies as prices fall. Do you remember a few months ago? When, or maybe it was a year ago almost, when Biden crawled on his knees to OPEC asking for them to start producing more. And pretty much they turned him away, but it does look like they produced. It, it was about the springtime. Yeah. And I think they started producing about maybe 100,000 barrels more. Mm-hmm. Um, they pretty much are cutting back all that back now uh, because prices of oil have went down and they're like, screw it. Nope. We're going to cut our production, and pretty much we're going to see our gas prices go up. You know why they're doing that, don't you? Why is that? It's because the Biden administration wants to rejuvenate the Iran deal, and Saudi Arabia and Iran are opposed to each other. So once again, the administration is shooting the world in the foot and shooting the United States in the foot by making these allies angry. Israel's also very upset about this right now as well. So it's not good optics. Russ? No, I, you know, and that was the problem when he shut down the Keystone Pipeline. When we were energy dependent, the highest producers of natural independent, gas. Energy in, independent. Energy independent, yeah, yeah, sorry. Had a few beers. I know you're drinking your vagina claw, but. Thank you. You're good. Um. But yeah, we were energy independent. He was just given this on a platter, and he shut it down with the Keystone Pipeline, shutting that down. All the regulations, they, they were talking about, oh, well, there's 9,000 permits out there that nobody's using. Well, because they can't use them because all the regulations you put on them to produce energy. Are you a hardworking, progressive man from a blue state looking for a strong hair product to style your hair? Well, look no further than Gavin's Gel. Gavin's Gel? Yeah, Gavin's Gel provides you with smooth, thin, bulletproof hair styling perfect for that private party night out during a COVID lockdown or that duel with Governor DeSantis. Gavin's Gel when you want a product as strong as authoritarian as California's environmental regulations. Gavin's Gel. Buy Gavin's Gel at your locally looted Walgreens today. 
Well, yeah, him. You're right. We shut down our our own oil and gas production. Yeah, we're, or we're we're stalling it. Maybe we didn't shut it down. I don't think that's fair. But they're definitely stalling it, and then they put a moratorium on federal land and federal minerals for a while. And I think they they opened it back up, but they didn't. I I don't know all the the moving parts in there, but certainly they have stalled our production. And because of that, here we are. Wouldn't you rather be independent? on energy consumption and not relying on these other countries, whether that's OPEC, whether, you know, and, and other producing countries like Russia, hello. And we need to count on ourselves and produce our own energy and our own products. Well, that's a great point. Why would we want to count on anybody else? No, we, the United States, we need to take care of ourselves. And I don't want to go down a rabbit hole but when you're talking about Iran, because he's trying to make nice with our, why are you trying to make nice with our enemies? And you're pissing off all of our allies. Quit making nice with our enemies. I don't understand why there is a, such a infatuation with being friendly from the left uh, with Iran. Why Iran? I don't. I don't get it. I think that. This fascination with Iran or Iran or whatever you want to call it. Iran. Iran. It came, you know, but back, was it back in the Obama administration? There was the Iranian protests and we stood out of it. That was such a wasted opportunity because the majority of the Iranians, the really youthful population, and a lot of them are actually Mm pro-Western, but they live under the Ayatollahs. And I don't know if the left thinks that by playing friendly with Iran, that they're going to have that change happen. But you're not going to be able to have that happen because the people who are at the table with you aren't these younger people who want reform. It's the leadership that represses them. So the administration is completely out in left field, as always, and they have a total misconception of how this is actually going to work and how it's actually going to benefit Iran. If you really want to make friends with Iran, you need to do a regime change internally United States can back it with our economic resources and, and whatnot, not militarily, don't want another Iraq, but that's how you get Iran to actually become a world member again. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So moving on, so we talked about, you know, in this green energy and America wanting to be, you know, independent and energy mm-hmm. independent. Here's a great example of why you should be What's happening in Europe is a travesty. They are leaning on other countries. Russia, uh, Germany right. is just, I mean, they are just shut down from Russia uh, natural gas now. Their cost of energy is high. They, they just don't, they're not producing enough. I remember in 2018, they uh, were mocking Trump when he was saying, look, you should be concerned about this. They thought it was funny. So here is a story. The U.K. Prime Minister, the new one, Liz Truss, uh, ends national ban on fracking amid energy crisis. This is a big deal. I mean, they pretty much stopped all fracking. If we stopped it here in America, there would be no oil and gas production. Like, we would lose probably 90-something percent of oil and gas production. Uh, for them to do this, it, they are seeing the writing on the wall. They're seeing the signs now, and it's starting in Europe. And they're starting to see, look, we, we cannot count on just this so-called green energy, which isn't green, by the way. It's not a base load. It won't be a consistent energy. What? 
that's what they're finding. And so now they're having to scale back and they're going to have to find a way to, to, to compensate for their, their lack of, uh, of energy baseload. I mean, that's, that's, that's the whole point. And so what are your thoughts about that? Well, I think it's a smart policy. We need to do that here. We need to, you know, we talked about the moratoriums on fracking and, and different bans on, on federal drilling. And, you know, we need to get that ramped up because a lot of these gas prices that have come down, part of it was the Saudi Arabia deal. And the other part of it is, is we've been tapping the, uh, the preserve yeah. uh, of the, uh, the oil reserves, the oil reserves. Yes. Yeah. And, and dumb, dumb mood. Uh, I mean, dumb idea, dumb move. We have a conflict going on in the Ukraine that so many people want to push us to get into. And you're taking the oil reserves that we use in case of a war to run the economy for like 60 or 90 days. And you tap into that to bring oil prices down. Right. How stupid are you? Weren't they selling some of it to China? Oh my god. Oh yeah. What was it like? Five, five billion or something gallons? I don't understand this whole. I don't understand. I don't know what we're doing. But see, this administration don't understand that is, and it's not just an oil reserve. It is a strategic oil reserve. Yep. That when if we have to get into a conflict or another war, that is so that we can supply oil and gas and fuel to our fighting forces over there and to make sure that we can continue to run here. That's a reserve. You don't tap into that to bring oil prices down, dumbass. (laughs) You fucking start producing oil, you continue fracking, and you drop the regulations on oil production. Look, I, I've said this. I have no problem with their so-called grain energy push of having alternative energy sources. Fine. But that's the key. Alternative. But you can't just shut everything down and, and wish and hope that everything's going to work out okay. And this goes even for you know uh, refining our product. We keep on shutting down our refineries in this country. I don't know. We lost 10 in the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. It was millions of of barrels of, of refined gasoline is gone because we can't refine it fast enough. The one here in Cheyenne, pretty much it's shut down. Yeah, they went to biodiesel, but they haven't really started producing anything. No, yet. they haven't. And that, what has it been, like four years ago, three yeah. years ago? Yep. And so all of that production that they had been doing here at the, the Holly Frontier for years is, is gone. Well, and, and not on top of, not only that, but how many people lost their jobs because of that? Oh, hundreds. It's so sad. And so they're like, well, you know, what, what did we hear during the time of, of the coal miners were losing their jobs? They were telling them, well, you can learn to code. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a miner for coal, but I, oh, now I got to turn around and spend tens of thousands of dollars to learn how to code. <laughs> yeah, they, they loved to have student loans. Apparently they're going to pay those off for you now. Yeah. Well, don't get me started on that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Okay. Next topic, the Trump MAGA and Mar-a-Lago saga. So we got several articles. I think the first one we all know about Joe Biden last week when he attacked uh, conservatives, basically anyone that voted for for Donald Trump in 2020, he basically said that we are 
we are the enemy of the state. That's basically what he said, and that we are evil. And so conservatives came out on Twitter, and I just I thought I'd include this. This was on Breitbart News. Here's a headline. Conservatives react to Biden calling them a threat to the nation. I go to work, pay my taxes, and don't break the law. So here's some of the tweets that people sent out. I go to work. I work hard. I go to the gym. I hunt. I fish. I spend time with my friends and family. I pay my taxes. And I don't break the law. I play disc golf. <laughs> and, that sounds like an evil son of a bitch to me. Yeah, and Bastard. I, yeah, I burn. And I am a threat to the very soul of this nation. Here was another one. I'm a registered nurse nearing retirement. Uh, I like taking walks and reading mystery novels. I adopted a baby, and she's now an engineering student with a scholarship. I pay my taxes. I don't break the law. I'm a threat to the very soul of this nation. It's a great <laughs> mocking of him. I mean, oh, it is. So as soon as as he came out after saying that, it was like on Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. Uh, he started walking all that back. He yes, started, he well, did. I wasn't talking about all Trump voters. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. he talked about. All 75 million plus Trump voters. Well, I just want to go back to that last lady's tweet. Mm -hmm. So she has time to read mystery novels and adopt a child? Yeah. Sounds like white privilege to me. Oh, it definitely is. Oh, yeah. But she's a registered nurse. And I tell you, nurses work their ass off. I mean, they're working 12, 16-hour shifts, Was she? but she still had time to adopt a child. She obviously did not have, she obviously is not a very good nurse. So she's definitely a threat oh, oh, to apparently. our very she's soul. A, she's a threat. Oh, my God. <laughs> I walk my dog. I drink a beer. I go oh. to the winds. I'm well, a, clearly a threat. <laughs> well, you know. We better fly a drone over her house and keep an eye on that lady. <laughs> I mean, you know, she she will help save people's lives, and that's a threat. That's a threat to the Democrats because she's saving people's lives. I grill food. I smoke food. I drink beer. I make beer. I go to the four winds. Oh, Four work. Winds is great. Shout out to the Four Winds. Love you guys. <laughs> I, you know, I, when, when you talk about her saving lives, you know, you think about the abortion issue. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this. Dem- I haven't seen Democrats this angry about not being able to kill, to kill a human being since they lost the slavery. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's very true. Man, they were mad this week about that. I didn't get that headline in there, but good catch. Yeah, that was great. They were very upset this whole week. Well, it's all part of that. Population control. If you have too many people, you can't control the population. You know, we'll have to do an episode on, uh, I think it's called eugenics. Eugenics, right? Yeah, yeah. eugenics. Mm-hmm. And where that started and where it brought into the start of um, the family. Uh, Planned Parenthood. Yeah, Planned Parenthood. Stuff. And it's, it's a very interesting story. We'll have to do one. All right, moving on. A federal judge orders appointment of special master to review seized Trump records. This was in Fox News. Basically, Trump was asking that, hey, all these records that the FBI and DOJ came in and seized from my property, I want someone to oversee the whole review of these and whatnot and how these are being handled and, of course, the DOJ and FBI are like, no way, we can't have this. And guess what? He's like, nope, we have to have that special master. And pretty much this is mm-hmm. going to end a lot of the discussion for a while. And there won't be a lot of moves until after the election. The DOJ has already appealed the decision from this from this judge. You're so right. And, yeah, they have. Yep. And, I and was, we knew that was coming. Yep. I was going to mention that. They, they did appeal that. Um, but what's really funny about this is that 
um, all these contents. You know, you hear about the press saying, oh, these are top secret stuff and they can't have it. But if they're so important information and so sensitive, why are they leaking them to the Washington Post? And why are the Washington Post talking about them and reporting about them if they're so sensitive of documents? Well, you look at the picture that they, they put out there on social media. Honestly, you think Donald Trump had all that stuff spread out on the floor? Why would you take a picture of that if it was so top secret? And honestly, those, those covers, they looked a little sketchy. What was funny about that, they've even uh, admitted a lot of the folders they found were empty. There was nothing in them. Yep. And so even the, this judge, when he ordered, uh, you know, this special master, when he made that, that order, he, he also exposed how the FBI uh, handled sloppiness and excessive evidence collection at the Trump home. Uh, here's one article in Just the News. A criminal probe requested by the incumbent president, the seizure of clothing, medical records, uh, tax records, and 500 pages of attorney-client privilege documents not covered by a warrant the sharing of privileged documents with investigators, more than simply uh, appointing a special master to referee an uh, evidence dispute, U.S. District Judge Alan Cannon exposed this I- week. Eileen. Eileen. I'm sorry, it's Eileen. Sorry. My, my eyesight's getting bad. I'm having to look back. You want some readers? It is Eileen Cannon. Exposed this. White Claw. <laughs> it probably is. No, it's not White Claw. It's Vagina Claw. Oh, okay. Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> Eileen Cannon exposed this week a Justice Department search of former President Donald Trump's home that was initiated by his chief Democrat rival that was carried out so sloppy, slop, sloppily. God, that's a terrible word. That it violated the least intrusive mandate in, FBI, in the FBI agent's manual. So, I mean, they went through stuff that had, that was not in the warrant. They took it. They took his passports, guys. They took medical records. They took attorney-client privilege documents. How the FBI is going to get themselves out of this, I have no idea. This looks so bad. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> They went way, way beyond the war. I mean, didn't they even search his son's, his 16-year-old son's room? Yep. What the hell is his son going to have in his room that's going to be even legitimate to this investigation? They probably found some, some uh, you know, 16-year-old boy stuff that we wouldn't want our parents. Uh, well, what? Oh, they found a hustler, a playboy in there? <laughs> Do they even okay. have those magazines anymore, bud? <sighs> Shit, I don't know. That's, that's what it was back in our day. It was Hustler and Playboy. I mean, I'm talking back from the 80s and 90s. So, Can't you get that on the WWW, the World Wide Web? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you can just pull that shit up on your phone. No, well, back then we didn't have that shit. It's not looking good for the FBI and DOJ. And there's a lot of things that when they, uh, oh, I think we all can expect them to file charges against Trump. We, we know they are going to. This whole thing with the January 6th, and calling it insurrection is not by mistake. And them going after him is not by mistake. Uh, they just recently, I know this is getting a little off topic, but there was one guy that was just, uh, he was running for office. They challenged it in court because uh, they said that there's a law that you cannot run for office or hold office if you are found guilty of committing insurrection. And so the the judge said, yep, you committed insurrection because you were at January 6th arrested and you 
uh, admitted guilt. And so this is not all by accident. No. None of it. Every time you hear insurrection from like Liz Cheney, uh, Joe Biden, all the left, all them, it's, it's, it's very, very important what they're saying. Well, and here's, you know, when you hear about like this judge who did this order for this reviewer to, to oversee this process. Special master. Special master. Sounds so strange. What worries me is, is that the FBI is not learning the lessons to put itself in check. These things that are happening when they come back and they repeal or they appeal the, the decision or like they go after this man you just talked about, who was at January 6th. I almost feel like they're learning what not to do to make themselves more slick in the future to get away <laughs> with more of these actions in the, the future. The conspiracy, it is a conspiracy. <laughs> well, there's a reason they... They call lawyers law twisters because that's what they're going to do. They're going to twist the law to their favor. It's not paranoia if they're really after you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this thing is going to get deep here. Oh, yeah. uh, well, and everything they're doing, everything they're doing, because the, the establishment, the swamp, is so afraid of Trump because he's going to expose them. He was exposing him for four years. He's, and they, they don't want him in office. Because he does not follow the establishment rules, so to speak. He doesn't be he doesn't have to be held accountable to them. No. And he they doesn't. know that. And mm-hmm. and you know, politically speaking, I don't care what what side of the uh, political aisle you are on and what candidate you support, for the most part, all of them are politically exposed to someone. Mm-hmm. They typically are if they're in Congress. But they, he is not. He isn't. And that makes them mad, and mm-hmm. that makes them very upset. So, hey, let's move on. We've got a lot more to go. We're going to start on the next topic, COVID pandemic. God, I know, folks, you get tired of this, but I think it's important to bring up some stories that have been coming out. we got to keep this stuff alive so you never forget what they did to us for a year and a half and two years. They shut down America. They shut down our communities. They shut down our states, some more than not. But it's important to know they were trying to push certain mandates on our lives, and it can never be forgotten. Because if we do forget about it, it'll happen again. And so one of the first articles I found uh, in a CDC survey of over 13,000 children, more than half uh, had uh, systemic reaction after COVID-19 vaccine. This was in the Epoch and the Epic Times. I'm just going to go either side. I've been hearing both both, both words when people uh, announce the name of this, this media outlet. I don't know. Epic Epoch Times. Joshua Phillips, if you're out there listening, please send us an email and tell us how you pronounce <laughs> please, it. Please. Well, I hear one is a British uh, saying, a British way you say it, and one is more of an American way you say it. Do it the American way. All right, Epic Times. Uh, In a CDC survey of over 13,000 children, more than 55% of the subjects between the ages of six months, someone allowed their six-month-old to get a COVID shot, folks. If that's not scary, I don't know what is. Anyway, and two years of old. Two years? Two years of age. They allowed a two-year-old to get, oh my God. 
So anyway, more than 55% of the subjects between the ages of six months and two years had a systemic reaction in response to their first dose of the Pfizer uh, BioNTech um, or Moderna COVID-19 vaccines, the CDC said on September 1st. A systemic reaction is a response beyond the injection site. So the 60% of them had a systemic reaction to the second dose of Moderna vaccine, while the most common systemic uh, reactions were fatigue, fever, irritability, and crying. I don't know what the, all right, crying. Um, Parents of more than 6% of the children in the study said their child was unable to perform normal activities after the second dose. Thoughts? Uh, You know, this is the problem when, you know, and I've had several discussions with people about the shots. Look, there's been so many different studies that say that these shots have caused a lot of problems, heart problems, respiratory problems, all kinds of issues with these shots. This is a shot. These vaccines were developed within nine months. Well, they were, Look, yeah. they were experimental still. Aren't they still considered experimental? Yeah, they still have the emergency use op- authorization. Yeah, yeah and, that, and that's the problem. And, you know, I'm not anti-vax. Trust me. I mean, I've had all my vaccines and stuff. You're but, a pincushion in, in the military. Oh, yeah. In the military? Jeez, God. <laughs> I, I don't have enough brain cells to count how many vaccines I've had in the military. But I will tell you this. I've been retired four and a half years. During my 22 years in, I always was mandated to have a flu shot. And I always got, a flu, I always got the flu every year. In the last four and a half years, I've not had a flu shot, and I've never gotten the flu. But again, but the flu shot, you know, the flu but, is but always it's a evolving. Good point. I mean, we, we count on things to say, oh, this is going to be our saving grace, yeah. our magic pill, our our fountain of youth type. Of, I think it's 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 our version of of today's society. Fountain of youth is vaccines. It's, well, it's snake oil right now. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of science to it, but it's not tested. You know, and now they want to push out the other Omicron one, and they only tested it on eight mice, everyone. So they're going to push you to get these Omicron-specific vaccines. Sign me up! That Omicron's (laughs) already blown through, and they're going to have you do it, and they're going to say, well, we tested it on eight mice. Really? Are you freaking kidding me? Well, here's the point I'm going to bring up. So there has been... Doctors here in Wyoming who have actually been fired or forced to retire because there was a a uh, a treatment a treatment yeah thank you yep. a treatment called ivermectin it would literally knock out COVID within a couple days I know one doctor that I know specifically one of my great friends I'm not going to say the names because I don't want to expose you know them to the hate and mail. The hate and the retaliation. This doctor had a 100% recovery rate from COVID for using ivermectin, and he was forced to retire. And Yep, and I remember listening to his podcast that when he did an interview on a podcast and how it was other doctors that told on him 
and ultimately had this 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 doctor well recognized, well known, well respected yes. uh, in the state, and he was doing treatments that they didn't like, and they ultimately got him fired. Yes, they did. And so here's what the report said: Fauci's NIH now list ivermectin as an antiviral therapy to to treat COVID. The most recent study out of Brazil, 88,012 people found ivermectin cut the chance of COVID death by 92%. Now's a good time to think about the censorship, pharmacy bans on it, and the hate people have got for using it. So this ivermectin issue, during the pandemic when the Delta was going through, it went through parts of India. And they were actually giving people doses of ivermectin. Now, ivermectin is one of the world's most used drugs. It was developed for human beings to deal with parasitical infections. Yep. Mm-hmm. The man who invented it won a Nobel Prize. And this whole narrative of like, well, you're taking horse drug. No, it oh was designed God. for people. And Delta should have burned through India. And, it, and I'm not saying it didn't have its effects. But when you look at the number of people... In how, India, it, how it tapered off so fast. It tapered off super quick. And I just want to say this. I have been vaccinated three times. I did the, the initial two, and I did a booster. And I want to let you guys know right now that prior to getting the vaccines, I used to be a English radio host. And now I can't pronounce words on a podcast. So I apologize to everybody out there if I mangle my words. Well, you know, other than losing a few, uh, you know, your earlobe and uh, arm here and there, you you look great after those vaccines. And if I ever have a kid, he can be Chunk in the Goonies remake. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you this, man. I mean, when I spent a week in the hospital last year uh, with COVID, I, I had the Delta variant. And... God bless my buddy for, for he, he tried. I mean, I, I talked to him. He's like, we were trying every way we can to get somebody up there to give you ivermectin. I guarantee you my five-day hospital stay would have probably been reduced to maybe one or two. Yep. Well, and that's the thing. They, weren't let, they, weren't, they were not letting people do that stuff. They were not letting people do ivermectin. There are reports of people that said, look, I want my husband or my wife on high doses of vitamin C and you get ivermectin into them they or said hydroxychloroquine no. and they said yeah. no. No. That's not that's not been that's not the approved course of medication. So the, the approved the approved thing was putting them on a ventilator. And right. People died, died. because they were of killing it. people with these ventilators. Right. Did you notice how that just dropped off? We don't hear about ventilators anymore. How, do, why why is that, guys? Do you know why? Because they found out they were killing people with those damn Ventilators. Mm-hmm. I want to know what happened to Trump's executive order where he said, if you're at the end of your life, you are free to do a experimental medicine. Did that just go away during the pandemic? Apparently, apparently everyone yeah. just ignored it. Well, again, and I'm going to bring it back. It's about money. Oh, it always has. Been. Oh, it's all follow about money. money. You follow the money. These pharmaceuticals, these big pharma they have the Democrats in their pocket. This is all about money. Well, and I guarantee you, I, I don't even want I mean, fortunately, I'm covered under the VA and TRICARE, 
But goddamn, I do not even want to know what the bill was. But for but, my but consider this too, you know, follow the money of why people took COVID cash, why states and communities took it. Mm-hmm. Follow the money. Why did certain states decide? Hey, we're going to. Yeah, I just uh, kind of hiccup. Breathed in there. I don't know what I was trying to do. Drink some more White Claw. Maybe I need to. So Drink the Vagina Claw. No, no. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, what I, where was I? Oh, yes, yeah, so the reason why certain states that you would never expected to do certain shutdowns and certain mandates and whatnot, follow the money. Mm-hmm. Had, they not, had they not followed the, the procedures they would not have gotten the money. Our state is one of those. Oh, and yeah. so I'm not being critical of people, but I'm being critical of people without naming names. No, I'm going to call that out. Governor Gordon, you fell into that. Well, you know, I, I'm not going to say it. You know I'm not. But I will. But I'll just say there, there, there are challenges that, that happened, and I get it that we were in a, in a tough situation. However, the mandates themselves make no sense. Do they? We're going to keep big box stores open and let them do whatever they want. But no, you cannot be in a uh, a church. You cannot be in a small store. You cannot get your hair cut because all of those apparently you're going to be exposed. Unless you're Nancy Pelosi. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know, you know Good what I'm saying. Point. So there, there's a lot of hypocrisy in all this. But it's all based on money, folks. And you're right. Follow the money. If you follow the money on this whole issue, you'll find the answers. You really will. Mm-hmm. Which leads us down to this one. This one's funny. Uh, Trudeau. Trudeau. <laughs> Not Trudeau. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to our checker-in-chief, Ben yeah, McCoy. You're welcome, our, our You're show. welcome. Yeah, if you've ever... First time joining our show. Uh, first time we ever talked about... Uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, we we like to call him Trubado. Apparently, I I kind of like well, that name. We we might have been drinking a little bit during that podcast, like this we do every podcast every week, and <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. So anyway, so listen to this, Trudeau. Let me do that again. So Trudeau, Trudeau, guys, come on Trudeau. now. So Trudeau. Trudeau. Oh, okay. Pandemic policies led to 45% fewer Americans driving to Canada. I'm not shocked by this. This this asshole. So prior to COVID-19, American road trippers flocked up north in droves, taking advantage of all Canada has to offer. While the number of Americans crossing the border into Canada has risen in recent months, it is still nowhere near the pre-pandemic levels. Some have blamed the notorious... Arrive Can app, I don't know what that is, suggesting it deters uh, potential visitors by adding an extra level of complication uh, to their vacations. Frankly, most Americans, especially on the northern side near near uh, Canada, they're not going up there. They're more freedom-loving people on the northern side of our United States. Um, they don't want to go up north into that shithole. I'm sorry, I love Canada. My family's from Canada. Uh, Manitoba, Hamiota, Manitoba, baby. But I'll tell you, they uh, they have really went out too far. Well, I'm going to tell you this. You know, so when I went to, I remember my trip to Ireland. Went over there, watched the Nebraska game, had a great time. And I uh, I booked the reservation over a travel website. I'm not going to call you out. Can not I? your fault. Yeah, well, yeah. 
Oh, no, travel site? No, never mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I booked it all over that. So they flew us out on United. Was a great flight. No masks. None of this bullshit. Well, on the way back, they booked us on Air Canada. Oh, Canada. Let me tell you right now. That was one of the most miserable flights. And I've been on many flights over the last 26 years. The most miserable flight because they took us from Dublin, Ireland to Vancouver to get back to Denver. That was <laughs> that a nine so hour. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> oh. That flight. They went all the way over to British Columbia and then came back? Yes. <laughs> so it was a nine hour flight from Dublin to Vancouver on Air Canada. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> Made us wear a mask on the flight for nine hours. I'm falling asleep. I'm like, it's a nine-hour flight. I'm going to take an, I'm going to sleep. So I, I took a sleeping pill, had a couple beers. I went down. A couple? My, oh, yeah, they were limiting us to a couple per but, the flight. But you had a couple more earlier. Maybe. 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 No judgment here. But every time my mask fell down past my nose... I had a stewardess fucking wake me up and say, you need to put your mask on. I'm like, I'm sleeping. Leave me alone. I tell you what, the whole night. And then when you had to fly Air Canada from Vancouver to Denver, which is only a two and a half hour flight, God, they were just as bad. Put your mask on. Put your mask on. I'm like, I'm trying to sleep. Leave me the hell alone. I've been on the road for 18 hours. Leave me alone. I just want our listeners to know that after that tirade, that the Canadian government is going to freeze Russ's bank account. I, they can't freeze my bank account, but if I don't ever, if they ban me from flying Air Canada again, that's a blessing because fuck you. Okay, so moving on to the next one because we don't have a lot of time left here on the, the COVID pa- uh, pandemic. Let's do this last one. It's the Moderna CEO says COVID vaccines will evolve like an iPhone. Forget taking two to three COVID shots a year. Moderna hopes to roll out a single-dose annual booster to cover the coronavirus, the flu, and another common respiratory virus within the next five years. As COVID-19 continues to mutate, blah, blah, Moderna will need to keep updating the vaccines that turned it into a global household name while trying to make it more convenient for consumers. CEO Stefan Bonsell, is that how Uncle Bensel said in an interview with CNN Business Wednesday. So he said this, you don't, you don't get the amazing camera, amazing everything the first time you get an iPhone, but you get a lot of things. And a lot of us buy a new iPhone every September and you get new apps and you get refreshed apps. And that's exactly the same idea, which is you'll get COVID and flu and the RSV, respiratory cynical virus, I don't know, in your single dose. Let me just say this about this guy. I ain't getting your fucking shot. And you cannot sit there and try to uh, compare me to some type of product or an app or that you're giving me an app and that I'm the iPhone, you asshole. I'm not a product. I'm not an iPhone. 
I'm a human being, and you're not sticking me with some experimental thing that you said, well, it didn't work this time, but if we add this, it's going to get better. You're not an app. You're a vaccine that's not working, and I'm done with it. And you know what? Don't tell me what the fuck to do. You're You're not not my mother. So another shitty upgrade from a product made in China. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you're very it is. right. It is. I mean, it comes from China. Let's just be honest. We all know it did. Well, I won't be doing the third. I won't be doing another dose of that. I'm done with it. I'll never get one. No, never have. Never will. Okay, we're going to move on to the fourth and final uh, topic. We're going to talk about Biden's border debacle. Oh, my God. It just keeps on getting worse there at the border. And... Uh, there are several articles we'll kind of go through. Some will rush through. But uh, one of the first ones I found was on the post-millennial. A record number of migrants die attempting to enter the U.S. at the southern border. According to CNN, since the beginning of uh, fiscal year 2022, I think that's the federal fiscal year, which I think is September uh, starts October, October 1st. 1st to end of September. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they would do a fiscal year. That's weird. Which began on October. Oh, yeah, there it is. They just said that. 748 people have died while making the journey north across the border. Uh, 557 deaths were recorded, meaning with just under a month to go in fiscal year 22 has already surpassed that total by nearly one third. I'm sorry, I skipped. So basically... 557 people died in fiscal year 2021, and in fiscal year 2022, 748 people died. And so, as CNN points out, the actual number is likely higher than what DHS quoted. This is terrible. We're just letting people go over the border, or letting these mules send them over, or we know that people are being smuggled over for nefarious reasons. And, I mean, the, the, the Mexican people are being used as drugs now. They are the new drug, right? Yep. Gotta, we got we to gotta keep those people in California and have those Mexicans employed to put the uh, defunct solar panels on their houses. <laughs> so smuggling organizations are abandoning uh, migrants in remote and dangerous areas, leading to a rise in the n- number of rescues, but also tragically a rise in the number of deaths. That was one quote from a border agent. So we, we are in a terrible situation here at the border, and this is a humanitarian crisis. You can stay on, you, you can be on either side of this issue. You want open borders or closed borders, but if you have open borders, this is what happens. They are using these poor people in Mexico who want a better life. And I'm not saying I don't want them to have a better life. But let's find out a way to get them over the border legally. And these are the people we want here. We don't want, and I will say it, I don't want druggies. I don't want uh, criminals coming over. So let's find the good people in Mexico who are majority good Let's find a good way that they can come over legally, safely, and that they can be a part of our society. Until we can make that happen, close a damn border. Well, but Mexico's not going to work with us. That's what they don't want those people there either in some cases. And it's sad because 
Mexico, by all accounts, is a really wealthy country, but the wealth does not disseminate to the rest of the population. It's sad. It's a beautiful country. So what they do, I mean, they open up their prisons and they say, okay, go to the United States. It's that way. Here's a booklet to help you get across the border. And then we've got idiots in our own country that do the same things. I'm going to go help them and I'm going to create a coloring book and I'm going to pass it out to people. And It's madness. It has to stop. It has to stop. And we have to bring in the good people that want to come. But we need to put a total halt on the border until we get a control on placed on it and figure out how many people, how many bad apples are currently here right now. We, there, there's nothing wrong with trying to find out who's coming in. Sorry, Russ, go ahead. No, 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 you're good. No, no. I mean, well, again, you, you want to go back. We got to go back to the money. Where is that Mexican government being funded by? They are in the pockets of the cartel. We know it. It's a we, narco we know state. it is. It's a narco state. It really oh, it is. is. It, and, and it's so horrible. And they're using these people to get across the border here. And yeah, it's I sad, agree. Man. We we have got to shut it down. We got to bring. We want people to come over. I get it. I want them to come over. I want good. But people we want to come the over. good people. Th- there's nothing to come wrong over. with shutting this all down. Shutting it all down. And working with the Mexican government and saying, this is how we need to make it work. If yeah. you don't want to be a part of it, we're not opening it, opening these borders until you are agreeable. And it's not just about the, the, the illegal immigration and these people that are coming over. It's not just about kids, which here's an article here. Migrant kids are going missing after, mm-hmm. Bi- you know, after Biden's, uh, uh, free freeze them. You know they 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 collect them, and then Biden's administration just frees them, lets them go into our society. They can't find these kids anymore. Well, of course not. They're probably getting trafficked or anything else. But and, and here's the thing too. Uh, you know, I got to give it up to Peter Ducey. You know, he asked Corinne uh, Jean Pierre, the uh, White <laughs> House Secretary, Corinne <laughs> <laughs> Jean Pierre. Well, about time you get the name right. I know. But anyway, hey, the second week in a row. <laughs> yes, you did. But he asked her, he's like, so what are you guys doing about, you know, in layman's terms? I don't know the whole quote, but he basically asked her, well, what are you, what are you doing about these people walking across? The-? Well, nobody's walking across the border. <laughs> They're not walking. No, we have video evidence. We have all this it's proof like- that people are walking across the border. It's- no, people are just not walking across the border. Bullshit. It's gaslighting, right? No. It's almost like this. Yeah. It's uh, ba- She is Baghdad Bob. Oh, yeah. She is Baghdad Bob. If, if you weren't really familiar during the Iraq war. And when we went in and that invasion, uh, there was this guy named Baghdad Bob was this, this PR guy. He was a lackey. It's kind of a funny story, but he, he stands there while tanks, American tanks are coming into Baghdad. And he's like, no, no, we're safe. There are no tanks here. He's on national TV. And almost literally these tanks are behind him while he's saying this. <laughs> Yeah. And, and what's really funny about his story, this man was never considered a threat by the American government. He was never arrested. He was never anything. Like he was, he was a lackey. He was yeah. all he was was a just a voice for them. Oh, do you do you think that is a that was a modern day Operation Mockingbird? Oh, deal? maybe. Yeah, it's very similar. And it's a 
Corinne Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre. All right, we're going to move on. So uh, this one's this one cracks me up. We've talked about these, but I absolutely love what Governor Abbott is doing by bussing these illegal immigrants into the so-called um, sanctuary sanctuary cities. cities and states, saying, you know, because they stand, they stood up there for years. We are a sanctuary city. We will accept anyone. So here is Governor Abbott sending people into D.C. Um, New, New York. York, and now he's sending them into Chicago and Mara Lori Lightfoot. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. She lashed out at the Texas Governor Abbott after 50 more migrants are bused to Chicago. Uh, here, here is her quote. My frustration comes from the actions of the governor of Texas. She said at a press conference, there could be a level of coordination and cooperation, but he chooses to do None of those things. Instead, he chooses to send human beings across the country to an uncertain destination. That's unacceptable. Lady, what the hell have you been doing? You've been saying, hey, come on over to our country. Come on over to my city. We'll accept you. Here they are, ma'am. Here are 50. Deal with it. These border cities, border communities cannot deal with this anymore. They, they cannot handle it. They don't have the infrastructure. They don't have anything there to handle this. And it, it's so cool as San Francisco or Chicago or New York or Baltimore or any of these places to say, we are a sanctuary city, but they're not being inundated with these issues. Well, and isn't it funny how just a couple years ago, this is the conspiracy side talking, how a couple years ago you had all that big migrant crisis that went to Europe. And we never got one, and now all of a sudden we have a version of our own. Yeah, right. What's the game plan on that there? Democrats? Well, and here's the thing: they're they're you know New York and even the D.C. mayor. I mean, they've all been bitching about. Oh my God, we got four hundred migrants a month getting bussed to our cities. Da da. Well, guess what? In Texas, they're getting four thousand or more a fucking day. So why do you think that? It's Texas's problem, but not your problem, even though you're the one that are saying, hey, bring the, in- the illegal immigrants over. Bring the migrants over. We so are accepting. And, and they ma- they We're made- so accepting, but now it's become our problem. Now they're, yeah. They yeah. don't want to face the problem that they created. It's so easy to say when you're not part of the issue, right? Exactly. When you're, when you're away from the issue. Oh. Joe Biden well, whisper, because Texas is MAGA country, and they're evil. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, you know what? Good on you, Greg Abbott. Again, I don't give too many claps. Here you go. Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> <laughs> I need to add that into this. So, hey, uh, another article. Border officers find 47,000 rainbow fentanyl pills uh, in hidden car compartment. This is on Fox News. Officials with U.S. Customs and Border Protection seized more than 200,000 fentanyl pills. I don't know how many people that could kill, right? Well, yeah. I'm going to tell you now, it'll kill 47,000 people. Well, these are fentanyl. Two, no, 200,000 fentanyl or, pills. Or this coming from China, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it fentanyl? So, yeah, yeah. So, I, I've got something for you guys. I'm going to throw something at the end here um, after this article. And just be ready for it. But what, what, what I'm saying is that, 
yeah, they they seized over two hundred thousand fentanyl pills hidden in a secret compartment of a vehicle uh, at Port of Nogales. Oh, Nogales! Oh, yeah, I've Nogales. been there, Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Ne- well, it, Nogales is a border town in Mexico, right there on the Arizona border. I've been there. Yeah, and yeah, wow, it's it's sketchy. So forty-seven thousand of those pills were all rainbow colored. Uh, they're saying that. Pretty much, it's meant to drive young people to the deadly drug. Mm-hmm. But but when I say a pill, my understanding is just like a thimble, a, a tiny little speck can kill someone. Yes, it can. Yeah. So how many people, those 200,000 pills, 47,000 pills could have killed? Who knows? Yeah, what is, what, what, is, what is the purpose behind this deal? Well, I mean, I think the point is, is that they're, they're stopping fentanyl. They, they need to stop fentanyl coming in, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 50 times stronger than heroin, and it's been responsible for 71,000 of the record 107,000 fatal drug overdoses in the United States last year. So border officials also found 186,000 blue fentanyl pills and 6.5 pounds of meth in the vehicle. Jeez. Wow. And so you're talking pretty much a 71, 72% death rate every time somebody takes one of these pills. Yes. So here's the deal. So according to the CDC, it is a leading cause of death for young adults 25 to 44 in 2021. Mm-hmm. In fact, fentanyl overdoses increased by 22% from 2020 to 2021. From a study in the Lancet, the toll from an opioid overdoses could dramatically rise this de- decade to over 1 million deaths per year. So these deaths to substance abuse are starting to hit home for all Americans. Yeah. Even for myself. So a week ago, an estranged family member that I have not spoken to for over a decade, was found unconscious in a drug house. He struggled for, with substance abuse for most, if not all, of his adult life. He was incar- incarcerated many times for drug offenses, parole violations, and domestic abuse. Just to name a few. There were times I heard he had made changes and turned his life around. But alas, his demons would always come calling. On Tuesday... I got word that he succumbed to his drug overdose. He was 31 fucking years old. Whether his death was related to fentanyl or not, but I suspect it was, these outcomes are always the same. It's the end. There's no more waking up and seeing the sunrise. There's no more seeing loved ones or friends. No more hearing music that inspired one's soul. No more tasting your favorite meals. No more feeling the touch of another's skin. It's all over. Death is final. When I think of this young man, I can only see him as a young boy in the 90s that had the whole world in front of him. So much experience, so much to, so much to experience, so much to be a part of, so much to offer and give. But that was all for naught. As he is fully responsible for his own choices, we cannot ignore, though, that drug addiction and even occasional drug use is decimating our society. A whole generation is being systematically extinguished. 
Our government turns a blind eye as these dangerous drugs come freely over our southern borders via China. While more and more families mourn the loss of loved ones and are expected to pick up the pieces. And our government completely ignores it all or either doesn't even care what is transpiring in front of them. This isn't about left or right, red or blue, is about being honest and pushing back against politics and evilness. We must do better. We must protect our borders from these and other dangerous drugs. We are under attack. Most of us Americans see it. When will our government? I had to write that. I had to put it in words because I am sick and tired of seeing our borders open. I'm tired of seeing young people act like this isn't an issue for them. And then they just end up dead or their friends dead because they don't get it. We are voting in these people that just turn the cheek and not even worry. It's got to change, guys. Yeah, man, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry about your nephew, man. God. And you're right. These open borders are killing us. And not just us. They're killing people. Young kids. You know, they're, they're, they're just trying. It doesn't matter if they're trying weed. It don't matter if they're doing coke. It don't matter what drug they're doing. A lot of the stuff is getting laced with fentanyl. And again, you only need a small amount to kill you. And that's the issue, right? I'm not... Look, there's a reason why we have regulated uh, drug. Yes. Right? Whether that's alcohol and drugs. That's why it's regulated. You know, and that's part of the reason why we do this show is you people out there, you need to be informed because the only way that your government is going to operate in your best interests and in the best interests of the country to keep us safe as citizens and for them to fulfill their part of the social contract of government with us is you have to be aware of this stuff. You've got to make your voices heard peacefully. You have to make your voices heard because that's the only way that tragedies like this are going to be stopped. So when you go to bed tonight, Think about your loved ones. Think about your children. It could be them 10 years from now. It could be any of us. And you have a chance. It could be any of us. You know? know. And I've said it many times. This country is about we, the people. We are the people that are to be controlling the government. Quit being lackadaisical. Control your government. Put the people in there that are going to do the things that are right for the American people. It's, it's so frustrating because I, I think people, if this is your first time ever listening to us or listening to our podcast, we're, I, I've always said it, we're not anti-American. We're not anti-tax. We're not anti-any government or anything. What we are is that government takes responsibility for things. Yes. You know, they are supposed to be in charge of our borders, but they are not. But then they say they are. They won't allow states to take control of the borders. They say, we're going to take control, but they don't take control. And then they allow drugs come over, over the border that are dangerous, that 
for what uh, there's no other use for them but killing people. Right. I mean, there really isn't. And and they're all coming from one place, mainly China. And no one wants to do anything. No one wants to talk about it. Do you see Biden saying anything? He hasn't said one thing about this, has no, he? No, not Have I, I missed no. it? Well, that's because China has him in their pocket. He's making money off them. And the thing is, the government, their biggest responsibility is the safety and security of every American in this country. And this administration is failing. They have. And you know, and you can point, uh, point towards Trump, too. Uh, he at least tried to tackle fentanyl and the issues that, and opioid uh, addiction and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. He did better. Was it perfect? No. I think the administration or the people, the establishment, the swamp, the, the, the organizations, the way they set up, they, they, just, they aren't doing their job. I think we recognize this, but this goes back to the 90s during the whole, you know, uh, pain management and, and getting people yep. addicted saying, oh, you deserve to feel better. Even if you are injured, you deserve to feel better 100% of the yep. time. And I think we're going to probably do an episode. It might be about a two or three episode podcast about the opioid dem- uh, epidemic. Just, just give us a government that works, okay? We gave up when this country was formed. We gave up a part of our rights in the social contract with the idea that government was going to work to protect us. We're not anti-government, but we want our government to work the way it should be for the betterment of its people. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. Um, hey, we've got one more I want to talk about. It's um, a funny but scary article. Um, so a liberal California podcast, podcaster, he got a visit from the police after an AOC tweet. A left-wing anti-activist says he was left shaken after two police officers came to his apartment in California last week, accusing him of threatening Congressman woman Alexander Ocasio, Ocasio Cortez on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, this guy basically, he was being critical on his podcast about AOC. And, you know, he's a leftist liberal, but apparently, you know, how they are. And we're the same on the right. We, we criticize them on, on, in the Republican uh, spectrum and say, hey, you aren't doing this. Hello, Liz. <laughs> Hi, Liz. But, but he's criticizing her about, I think, a Palestinian-Israeli type of uh, issue and he gets visited by police. But listen to this. Um, I felt scared, <laughs> intimidated, and violated. Violated. That, that's such a liberal. He tweeted, uh, they, they knew my name and where I live. It was done on behalf of a congresswoman who advocates against police state tactics. Uh, he, said, he said, right off the bat, the officers described his tweet as a threat to kill a sitting member of Congress. Holy crap. Well, I guess maybe we can uh, get used to this. (laughs) Well, you got to remember during the insurrection of January 6th, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to be killed. And she wasn't even there. They they did an interview with her, or they they asked her about this, the... the, uh, uh, the news sources, the New York Post, and they said, well, did you know anything about this? And her staff was like, oh, no. Oh, come on. Well, if they didn't, well, someone tipped them off. It was obviously the Capitol Police, but this kind of question 
makes me question the power of the Capitol Police I now. bet it was some liberal on the radio show mm-hmm. who was listening to the podcast, I mean, who was like, oh my God, did he just say what I think he said about AOC and then picked up the phone <laughs> and dialed the Capitol <laughs> Police and said, this, this man out here in California... He's, wherever he was, he said, is she going on with AOC? <laughs> and and he needs to be stopped. January which is 6th, funny. January which, 6th. Which is funny because he's a liberal. Well, welcome to the Republican Party, pal. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the party, pal. Oh, shit. Well, hopefully, hopefully after that, he went off and he went home and shaved off the purple hair and grew a beard. <laughs> yeah, and grew some balls and goes, oh, Put on a pair of normal blue Trump jeans instead of the black skinny is things. actually better. Well, I don't think they'll ever admit that. No, I'm they just, won't. I'm just going to tell you that. Um, well, that being said, that's it, guys. That's the Man. show. Thanks for letting me do my little uh, monologue there. I didn't know if I wanted to do it separately or whatnot. No, dude, like, that, that was, was perfect, man. And and um, God bless you and your family. We're well, you so it, sorry. You know, it, it, there, there are things that I think... All family members are, or I'm sorry, all families are dealing with this. This isn't just a uh, once-off thing. I think a lot of friends and families are starting to see these things trickle down. Mm-hmm. And I, I would not be surprised in 10 years that every family has had this happen to them, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's just like stay positive, you know, love your kids, love your family, give them hugs, you know. Things happen. And, and teach them. Teach them. Teach them. They, you know, that, that poor young soul has just had been had lost through the years. I, there's no one at fault here, um, but there, that, it just happens. Yeah. But it, yeah. there's not much you can do at this point. No. You can't turn around the clock. But you know, from our standpoint, it's just like love, love each other, love, your, love your loved ones, and uh, don't forget. So, hey, that concludes the nine most terrifying headlines of the week. Make sure you download this. And all our previous episodes on the Nine Most Terrifying Podcast. So until next time, good luck and stay safe. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. This episode of The Nine Most Terrifying is brought to you by Margaret Sanger's Pub and Grill. Did you have a hard day at Planned Parenthood? Tough decisions got you down? Well, come on down to Margaret Sanger's Pub and Grill and wash those blues away. Try our exclusive Margaret's Margarita or our appetizers and plant-based burgers. Spend over $100 on food items after your procedure and get a signed autograph photo of Nancy Pelosi. Margaret Sanger's Pub and Grill. We turn bad decisions into great times.